Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Point and Pivot. I'm Sean. Hello, motherfucker. Here with Matt, aka Pasweti Jones. Yeah! And also Nick. Baba Bowie. Nick, you want to say what's up to everyone? What's up, man? Good to be back. Happy to be back on the pod. Yeah, we're happy to have you, man. So, uh, what you guys been up to? Happy to have you, Nick. Uh, question for you. Right. What is your favorite, uh, bird? I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. My favorite bird. Favorite bird. I'm a big uh cardinal guy. Nice. I like the color red. I feel like the red with orange beak. Really good looking bird. Sure. What uh, what can what can uh, you tell us about Indiana's national bird? A lot, man. It's I think it's actually just a pigeon. Mm-hmm. No, it's, is it? Yeah, you know, we have a little theory out here that the pigeons are like surveillance drones because we've never touched them before. But sure. you know, I, I, it's Indiana, man. Anything goes. <laughs> Anything goes. No, I, I definitely, we don't know what the birds are for sure. I've never touched a bird. Have either of you guys? Yeah. No. You've touched I a bird. Like, I feel like they charge on yeah. that. for another day. Well, shit. What'd you find out? My girlfriend has a bird. Oh, yeah? What kind of bird is it? You're completely breaking up on us. So I touch that fucking thing all the time, unfortunately. I'm good. Oh, dude, my Wi-Fi is so cheap. I might have to move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? Yeah, the bird. Hate the bird. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not. I hate it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> no go on birds, bro. Yeah, I can get down with that. Do you have any other questions uh, for for Nick today? Oh, I did uh, run into Tyrese Halliburton at the Applebee's. That's like a hot spot in downtown Indiana. Oh, Nick, you're you're a real pit bull. You're a real Mr. Worldwide over there. What's well, Mr. Three O Fat, Mr. Worldwide, back here again and let you know. I just came to remind y'all. Que se culo oh, wow. Tyrese Did Halliburton. you uh, shake his? Did you shake his hand? Did you you know size him up? Did you ask for any identification or any favors? Uh, he was really chowing down on Snapple. Let him do his chowing down. What was he chowing down on? Wings. Boneless. Okay. Boneless guy. Boneless. Oh, okay. Makes so sense. And Tyrese just likes the meat. Oh, yeah. He's a real meat goblin. Real meat eater. <laughs> That's incredible, Nick. I mean, what a story. That's amazing. <laughs> what a story. You, uh, you really have a way of spinning a good yarn. Thank you. You never, you're always here on time and doing your job. <laughs> well, that's me, on time and punctual. <laughs> oh, good shit. Everybody, this is Kyle. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you filling in. Uh, we, got, we got a good one for you. What about all the shit with a bit like this? What about all the kind of shit like this? Absolutely. 
right, we're going to jump in. I think, firstly, uh, we're going to do a little LaMelo and Braun are both out. Uh, LaMelo, out for the season, fucked up his ankle, completely fractured off a of non-contact. He's gone. Um, he's had he just had a really weird year, a lot of weird ankle injuries and shit. So I'm not surprised that this happened. How, how y'all feeling about it? Um, I'm not surprised either. I kind of think the Ball brothers are almost cooked product, if mm. you will. <laughs> Sure. Lonzo, injury problems. This man's been out repackaged. Whole year. Lamelo, if it's not his ankle, it's his wrist. It's not his wrist. It's his whole leg. You know, Lamelo, he's young. I think he's younger than us. Yeah. He's already had all sorts of injury problems. Lonzo, he's a young guy, all sorts of injury problems. It's not good. Probably goes back to the training. What are we talking about? Practice? Yeah, I was about to ask. Do you think it's like a family trainer kind of deal? Like both of them have similar issues uh, in terms of what gets injured. Um, and obviously they're not exclusively with a family trainer. Like they each have their own respective team trainers. But do you think like growing up, there was maybe like an issue with the training they received or anything? Any advice they may have gotten? Well, I mean, to be to be honest, a couple of the injuries this year were pretty damn unlucky. Sure. Like the one where he stepped on a fan's foot. Like yeah. that dude was that dude should have moved. And it's just total bad luck that that happened. That really doesn't have anything to do with his genetics. Yeah. And I mean, they're all ankle injuries because Charlotte's trying to scrap something together because they, you know, it's his second season. They were in the play-in last year. And yeah. so to go from being a play-in team to one of the worst teams in the NBA is like that was probably not their expectation at all. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Their fault for hiring Steve Clifford. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking doing that and um the one that just happened also just looked like a freak injury like non-contact something just tweaked which i guess you could chalk that up to genetics but also i just feel like it's unlucky and i mean if this was the beginning of the season he probably would only miss like a month or two but since there's only 20 games left you know like of course he's gonna miss the rest of the year there's not that much time left anyway and there's there's no way they're making the play in or playoffs or anything like that so you know it's just bad luck Unlucky year for him. I'm sure he'll bounce back next year. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Wemby Tank time officially. Let uh, Dennis Smith Jr. run that show. Uh, we could also just to mention Braun out for a while. Um, Before we segue yeah. Braun, I do yeah. have something to say about the Hornets. Sure. This it may not be a family trainer issue. Like if we take Lonzo out of the equation and just focus on Lamelo, look at the injury history of the Hornets players and how they were those injuries. Multiple players have come back to almost immediately get re-injured. It makes you wonder, are they being rushed back or is there just bad training staff there or things being... Are you talking about Terry? I'm talking about Terry get hurt hurt a couple times. Re-aggravating his ankle again and again and again. Terry, Gordon Hayward, look at how he was... His injury situation went down. Hayward, yeah. I feel like it says a lot about the Hornets' office as well. I, like I mean, that kind of started in Boston, though. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if you can put all of Hayward on uh, the Hornets just because since Hayward's very first game in Boston, he's been hella injury-prone. That's also true. That's well, you're also- right, too, though. Like, Cody Martin, like, what the fuck's going on with Cody Martin? Even yeah. though he's not that much of a relevant player, like, the fact that he's basically missed the whole season but they keep like trying to act like he's coming back or something. Like the dude's been ruled out with a, I don't even know what his injury is. They won't even really disclose it. Just says knee. What the hell is even that? Exactly. He's been having like knee soreness for months. 
I mean, the Hornets are notorious for giving terrible, terrible uh, NBA updates. They true, suck true. at it. It is not their strong suit. Uh, them, them in New Orleans, dude, they're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan, he's a great player, but goddamn, he's a terrible, terrible. Is he even an owner or is he the GM or is he like both? He's an owner. He's an owner. Yeah. He's an owner? But doesn't he like, isn't he in charge of like, you know, drafting people and making I'm sure he moves? has a, a large say. I'm sure nothing happens in that organization without MJ's approval. Yeah, without his say. I mean, knowing how MJ is, come on now. He's not letting anyone. Yeah, you know, one thing I can't believe is oh, they, yeah. they've kept James Boonight on that roster this whole time, and homie's gotten like three DUIs like a year and a half. Oh, didn't he get caught with like a firearm drunk yeah. in the front seat of the car? <laughs> He's still on the roster somehow. So they're, they're a poverty franchise. They got Miles Bridges doing his thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Trez got, a, got arrested with like a pound of weed when he was on. Unhor- I think it's just a culture issue in Charlotte. Like it's, yeah. I don't know how they fix it, but it's there. Yeah, it's a shame because Lamelo's a hell of a player, man. Yeah, yeah, he is, but I don't know if he's the guy that fixes. Lame- it. You think Lamelo resigns there when his contract's up, or do you think he? Uh, do you think he leaves? I, if they don't get Wemby, he definitely leaves. Yeah, he's not staying unless they get Wemby, and they're not going to grab Scoot because what does that mean for Lamelo? Yeah, yeah, I think we spent enough time many- garbage ass team. Uh, we oh, I, got one, I got one more Lamelo question. One more Lamelo question. Yo. How by the end of his uh, rookie contract, how many teams do you think would also be willing to give him a max? Oh, bro, like 15, 20? probably a lot. Like any team that doesn't need a very Strong defending point guard. If they just need an offensive explosion, easy. I think at least half the league would probably want him. Yeah, half the teams would be willing to give him that kind of money. Like the fact, yeah, I, I don't see him staying there. I think he's going to leave probably, unless they they somehow make the playoffs next year. Yeah, yeah. Which but if they have one, another year of mediocrity, he's out. Of there. Definitely in the cards. There, I mean, they're just a poverty franchise. They've been a poverty franchise since Charlotte, uh, since they were the Bobcats. You know, like they have the worst record of all time. And as you know, like they're just not good. Like they're never good. Just suck until you die. <laughs> Sorry, any Hornets fan or. People who make Hornets content, your team is trash. It's got to be rough. We feel for you. Might be time to support a different team, though. Anyway, Bron, he's probably going to be back for playoffs. But do the Lakers even make playoffs or the play-in without LeBron James? No. Negatory. No, no. AD's out tonight. He's not playing tonight. Who are they playing? Made of glass. Huh? Who are they playing tonight? Uh, That's a great question. Let me look. Oh, OKC? Okay, so dude, OKC scrappy against teams that are quote unquote better. You already know how I feel about OKC. I mean, they got they got Shea, and people are sleeping on him still. Is he quiet, quietly thirty? Jason out though. Is he still out? Uh, I think so. Let me check. But no, to answer your question, Lakers do not make the yeah. playoffs or play in without Braun. They barely were going to make it with Braun in their current situation, if even. And Anthony Davis will be available for about half of the remaining games they have. He's fragile. Uh, the end of the day, the Lakers should probably blow it up. <laughs> That's honestly what I think. Blow yeah. it up. Fixing uh, to blow it up. Yeah. Who's uh, who's sending stuff their way for their guys? Like, really? I yeah. think someone would probably trade for AD. Yeah. Like, I don't think they would want. I don't think they would take a Rudy Gobert Broad size haul for him if they're just trying to blow it up. Hundred percent. I agree. So. 
Ron can be anywhere just off of ticket sales, merch alone, just revenue. Yeah, I can see them. Even if they blow it up and rebuild, they'll probably keep LeBron just for, if not for buckets, just for like marketing sake. Yeah. You know, he's a very marketable guy. The Lakers love. I have a question though. Is that kind of shit? Father Time slowly, not even slowly, is Father Time catching up to Braun now? I yeah. think maybe. I mean, I don't know. Tough call. He never really hurt. got Nowadays, he gets hurt just as much as any other player does. Yeah, but he used to be like the Iron Man, you know? Now, yeah, now... that's what Father Time Do what? Can you say it again? If, if Father Time for him is just getting moderately injured, because he's only getting hurt and missing a couple weeks at a time, which is not yeah. not terrible. I mean, for his standard, it is. But when you compare it to the rest of the league, that's kind of average. Oh, and so sure. right, so he, he probably can play another five years, probably. That's that's true. I mean, I I'm not one to sleep on LeBron James. It's uh, you know, he he can go as long as he wants. But I do think in in a comparable standard, Father Time is catching up with him in, in its own way. Um, it's not it's not like a, an issue per se, but it's prevalent yeah i feel like he'll be able to hold out to a play at least one year with brawny yeah he said right. that publicly he's said he wants to play with brawny wherever he's drafted he wants to go there right. so, so how old's brawny then it's like 17 i think he's about to think he's senior this year or junior i think he's a senior yeah the kid so how many years would it take for him to go pro two probably two three. yeah he probably two, spent three. one year in college yeah go pro okay so here's what about this scenario LeBron finishes his current uh, contract with the Lakers or structures it to where he becomes a free agent the year Bronny's drafted. And then whichever team drafts Bronny, LeBron will just sign there because he'd be a free agent. Yeah, that'd be sick. Honestly, I think he's... If it's, if it's only going to take three years, that's yeah. going to happen. They're not going to play together on the Lakers, no way. Lakers won't even have a draft pick for that year. Yeah, unless they unless they blow it up and just keep LeBron. <laughs> Which would be no, he also could suck and maybe he like he could be a Sharif O'Neal, you know, type type guy, a summer league type guy. You never know, man. You never know if you don't go. Yeah. I think Bryce might be the better better James between Bronny and him and Colin now. Hundred percent. I agree. He's he's uh, yeah, he's looking nice. Mm-hmm. Big um, boy. I do want to jump into Damian Lillard dropping 71 the other day. Uh, we just had a crazy scoring explosion this season, especially compared to other seasons. Uh, you know, Dame's always been that guy. I'm not surprised. He's one of the people that joined the 70 club. He's, you know, Dame Dalla. Like, he's he's a bad man. Totally, man. Was that him and Donovan Mitchell with 71 now? Yep. Two guys with 70 Bananas. this season. It's... Uh, I mean, he did it against Houston, so and Houston's pretty cheeks, which you know we have to acknowledge. But yeah, Dame, Dame's that guy. <laughs> no, he was doing a lot of it from three, though, which was really he, impressive. He's that guy, and Dame has a history of embarrassing the Rockets. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Yes, he it's does. If you remember the playoff series, yep. buzzer beaters can knock us out. Yeah, not not one time. It's done it multiple times. Yeah, he's got his scoring explosion. Dame hates Houston for whatever reason. He turns into Michael Jordan every time he steps on a Houston court. It's not okay, and it's honestly bullying at this point. We got a bunch of twenty year olds that have the most incapable coach in the entire league. He basically becomes Steph Curry every time he plays, y'all. I, I think Dame is the closest thing we have to mm-hmm. Steph, other than Steph. 
I agree 100%. He's more clutch than Steph. Yeah, you can't argue that. He's the most clutch player in the NBA at this current moment. Yeah. Like, honestly, in the last second of a, if a game-winning shot, last second of a game, I'd rather Dame take that than Steph. 100%. He's going to sink it from half court. Yeah. Right. Is there is there anyone else y'all would rather have take the last shot other than Dame? In the current NBA? Yeah. yeah. That's a great question. No. No. Well, yeah, shy. It's GA, huh? Shy's a dude. Shy's hit game winners this year, and he's hit nasty ass deep ones too. That's true. That is true. Shy Mitchell's been really fucking clutch. Would you have Tatum in that conversation? Yes. Give me Iguodala. I want Iguodala. Give me Iguodala. Yeah. (laughs) If he had the minutes, he probably he could probably do something. But yeah, Tatum's in that convo. I mean, how many game winners has Dame hit this year? How many games has he hit in his career? Yeah, career-wise. Quite a few. Quite a few. Playoff playoff game winners, regular season game winners. I mean, he just, you know, if if Portland just ever gave him the real talent he needed, they'd have a chip. You know, Luka two years ago would be in this conversation, but not this year. Yeah. Let's, uh, I, let's, let's talk about that real quick. The, uh, the Luka Mavs stuff. How's, uh, what's going on? Okay. So. Well, you know, I've been wondering why they're uh, they've been choking so many games because they they've really been playing poorly against bad teams. And so here are some numbers here: they're one in six in the last seven. That's a problem. We're you know in the last part of the year where you're supposed to start getting better and ready for the playoffs and shit. We're now two and five since we got Kyrie, and one of those wins is against the Spurs. Like that's a must win, and they still put up like 120 points. You know that's not looking good. Points leader Luca, rebound leader Luca. Assist leader Luca and our block leader is Christian Wood. Okay. That's a problem though because he comes off the bench. Okay, so this dude who gets 20 minutes or less doesn't even start is our block leader. Sick. Now, now let's get even deeper here. I went and looked at the number of players on a team that average double digit scoring, and I basically just compared the Mavericks with all the other teams they're competing with in like the playoffs from like the fifth to the eighth seed. So the Mavericks have four players that average uh, double numbers. They did have five, but Dinwiddie got traded, so it's four. Portland has five. The Pelicans have six. The Clippers have eight. The Timberwolves have seven. The Warriors have four. They're kind of an outlier because they are going to other stuff, like rebounds and assists and shit. Mm. Uh, Phoenix has seven, and Utah has six. So of all the teams that they're competing with for uh, playoff seedings, they're last in players who average double-digit scoring, which is going to be an issue. That's probably a big part of why they're losing, because they don't have players that can put up numbers to win games. Yeah. And then number of players averaging five or more rebounds. Dallas has three. Portland has four. The Pelicans have five. The Clippers have five. The Timberwolves have five. The Warriors have four. Phoenix has two, which is kind of an outlier there. And Utah has four. So the Mavericks are last or bottom tier in uh, rebounding, like just having players that can get more than five fucking rebounds, which shouldn't be hard, motherfuckers. You know, they're basically last compared to the teams that they're competing with, okay? They're 18th in average points, 15th in field goal percentage, 29th in offensive rebounds, 29th in defensive rebounds, and 30th in rebounds overall, which makes them the worst fucking team in the NBA at rebounds. That's rough, buddy. Mm. And then they're 29th in assists. Good night. I expect uh, Kyrie and Luka to to be passing the ball a little bit more, but, I mean, Dallas is just so cheeks in in a lot of ways. Like, 
I know. How are they even a seventh seed? There are teams that aren't even in the playoffs that put up better rebounds, better assists, better points. They're not even top tier in scoring. They're middle of the fucking table, you know? Yeah, man. Like They're going to fall out of the playoffs if they don't they don't turn around. Yeah. Uh, like I was texting you earlier, man, like they, they really need a guy like Rudy. He would be a perfect fit for, for what y'all need. Just that injection of, of rebounds and, and defense, that's all y'all need, really. Yeah, but we just we just swung at Kyrie, dude. The Mavericks don't yeah, even man. like make moves like that that often. Like we'll probably do this Kyrie thing, and this will probably be the only move we make that's significant for a while. Yeah, I mean Unless, that was a big, that was a big move on y'all's part because y'all everybody was yeah. demanding get Kyrie help, get or get Luca help, get Luca help. But uh, y'all did it. I mean, y'all y'all made the moves that people were demanding. It just hasn't panned out well. I still like the move because it's Kyrie, and he has he as an individual has not been bad for us. But yeah. the problem is all the other bums on the team. You're a bum, friend. Hmm. You That's- know you can't. It's not. It's there's five men on the floor at all times. Okay, yeah. so if we're gonna sit here and rely on two out of five guys to carry us against other pro teams that have at least four to five players on the floor at all times that put up more rebounds and more assists than you for every single fucking minute of the game. You're going to fucking lose. You're going to fucking lose most of the fucking games you're going to play, dude. Unless we, unless we, you know, somehow play playoffs with a bunch of fucking bums. Hey, let's, let's just play against Charlotte and the Spurs and the Rockets. And let's, let's put a tournament against them. You know, the Mads will probably still fucking lose. Yeah, it uh, sounds like you have a lot of faith over there and uh, what they got brewing in Dallas. <laughs> I don't even do Jason Kidd. <laughs> Get this dude. I give him one to two more years, and then he's out of this fucking city, dude. Get yeah. his ass out of here. Did you hear he had a press conference? He said, you know, when we when we blew the game to the Kings, he was like, I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you. And it's like, bro, no, you're the fucking coach. Yeah. Yikes. I'm not the coach. <laughs> you're not just like me, Jason Kidd. You're the fucking coach. Yeah, his whole game plan is definitely hand Luca the ball and let Kyrie shoot too. That's his whole plan. It's got to be. Speaking of speaking of losing and uh, I'm rambling. I'm Texas. Rambling. How 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 are you feeling as a Houstonite over there, Kyle? You know, Houston has been quite the interesting scenario for the past couple years because we went from even with a mediocre roster before the Harden era we were able to stay competitive be a playoff team late round but still there you know during the Harden era we were arguably the team that KD joined the Warriors for to beat us you know there's Braun in the finals don't get me wrong but in the west we were the team to beat and it was always a good series with the Warriors now the Rockets are in the scenario where they are going on three years in a row being the worst team in the league it is what it is is is. (laughs) worst record in the league three years in a row and you know, we're tanking, whatever, or at least they say that. Tanking, no, there's no improvement. You know, you expect to see growth. You know, you expect the team to look like a team. This looks like we got a bunch of studs from LA Fitness and told them, get on a court. Mm-hmm. You're playing the Lakers tonight. That's what it looks like. It's ridiculous. Steven Silas is... Because he sucks. Steven Silas. Worst coach I've ever seen for multiple reasons I can get into. Do it. Look at the rotations. If you really look back and look at the rotations, we have our... Shit, I'm going to look at the rotations. Google, show me this guy's balls, please. I'm doing it right now. Look at Dacian Knicks. I want you to look at... There's a... 
an amazing player. His name's Dacian Nix. He gets a lot of play time for the Rockets. <laughs> we got a whole bunch of L's. More, Preach. yes. Oh, they're 10 games in a row. L's. But, um. Yikes. Dacian Nix is the second string point guard uh, currently. When the Rockets have Josh Christopher, a player they spent a first round pick on in 2021, same year as Jalen. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. Steven Silas. Josh Christopher averages 10 minutes a game. What's Dacian Nix average? 16, 17? Ooh, on the money, 16. And look at those whopping numbers. What what I don't understand, Kyle, is why he just <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why he hates running Sengun. Like he it's like he has a vendetta against Yell's best player. There's no reason he should have that feeling against Sengun. It seems like Silas seems to blame Alper and Sengun for a lot of the problems and isn't willing to give accountability to the other guys like, and I'm a big fan, but I'll have to say Jalen Green or even frankly, Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. He has been the bust of the draft so far. I hate to say it. I mean, Chet hasn't stepped foot on the court, but Jabari might as well have not stepped foot on the court this year. Yeah, he's been pretty pitiful, to be honest. Right. I, I want to play some Jabari Smith trivia. Jabari Smith trivia for you. Are you ready? Love okay. to. Guess where, he's, guess where he's ranked in points per game. I'm, I'm going to guess... Uh, 173rd. 182. Okay, well, he's not as bad as that. He's 108. He's averaging 11.9. Okay. You know what? That's better than I, way better than I expected. He's been pretty mad. But the shooting. Guess where he's at in rebounds. Rebounds? Not enough for someone his size. I'll, I'll say like 82nd. Okay. 94. He's 40th. Wow. But he's averaging seven boards a game is 40th in the league? Uh, apparently so, according to ESPN. That's actually kind of crazy. But yeah. see, and then he's one- Alpin Sangoon has more boards per game than him. Half his size. Oh, yeah. yeah. Albie's a better player. I agree 100%. Jabari Smith is not as good as... But that goes into what Sean brought up. Why is all the blame on arguably one of the youngest players on our team who really hasn't been given a consistent shot at a lineup or a rotation Mm -hmm. or even a game plan for him? And he's really, besides being a liability on defense, he has athletic limitations. He's not fast. He's not a big guy, but he's very skilled. He's a skilled basketball player. He's a smart basketball player with the rock. So for him to be really arguably our best player and get the blame for everything is crazy because sure, Jalen will have these 30 point games, but Jalen will also have a four point game. Yeah. On 20 shots. (laughs) Yeah. The the problem is Silas. I mean, he's not a good coach and I'm pretty sure he's going to get fired. He's going to be fired after this year. I bet. You're not supposed to rebuild for three years. Yes. Yes, you said it perfectly. I don't know how he's not in the hot seat now. He definitely is. Houston's just not a very, like, they don't really leak a lot of shit to the media and stuff. They don't give the media a lot of stuff to talk about, so it's all speculation. But, I mean, he's been so trash, especially if you look at his tenure. One of the worst coaches in the NBA, arguably the worst, as far as record is concerned. Oh, yeah. So if he's, if he's not fired this year, next year he will be fired. They're not. He's not their coach for this rebuild that they have 100%. planned. Like, he's not going to be the coach when they have a finished product. There's no way. Now, to finish up on the Rockets, their future is interesting now. Yeah. So they have a decent amount of picks that – can pan out potentially depending how Brooklyn goes. But what do the Rockets want to do with these? So let's say 
Rockets get Scoot or Wemby. All right, cool. You know, they're good. They'll probably sign someone in the offseason. They have over 80 million in cap space, free, like a lot. Um, but if they don't get Scoot or Wemby, are they willing to trade Brooklyn back some picks for, let's say, Mikal Bridges, Cam Thomas, something like that? Because this is a deep draft, so you don't necessarily need what would picks. Brooklyn get? Hmm? Huh? What would Brooklyn get? What would Brooklyn get if, if y'all got their the call? picks back that they gave to us. Rockets own a lot of Brooklyn's first-round picks in the future. They got a lot of real estate. So, you know, that's just a thought. Maybe they send over, I don't know, you know, there's Tari Eason, Kenyon Martin Jr. Even Sangoon's a trade piece. If the Rockets don't want to use him correctly, as much as I love the player, get something back for him. Yeah, I don't think Sangoon en- ends-, ends up staying in – Houston for much longer. No, I, if Earl isn't safe, Shangri isn't safe. He's gonna be a net. He's gonna be a net. Oh, oh next to Ben Simmons, huh? Okay. Nah, ben Simmons getting cut. Delcy <laughs> <laughs> Chandler Parsons said Ben Simmons is now a minimum player for the like the rest of his career, basically. I can see dude, he can't even score five points. Yeah. Yes. Cooked product. Like what how is he useful? Yeah, I, I had expectations for him coming back into the season. I mean you know, first season fully healthy, had a fire squad around him. Now it's completely blown up, and he can't score a bucket. And it's he can't score. You know? He's need to in today's NBA. He won't even give himself a chance to score. He's afraid. It's it's ridiculous. I used to sympathize, but I've been watching, especially when I uh, whatever I think I thought I had a Nets player on fantasy. But anyway, I've been, I've been watching him, and the dude just doesn't score. Like he'll have plenty of chances, won't fucking do it. But well, we can't keep doing this shit, bro. Can't keep doing it. So I have a... It's ridiculous. A light, very, very light segment I'd want to bring into your guys' podcast, and it is uh, the best Dude. halftime shows in the league. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I got you. I already know. I already know. I already have one. That I really want to bring up. The first one is he's, like, called The Amazing Slotic. Ooh. He's, He's an old. He's about. Don't tell me it's the dude who stands on the fucking chairs. The chair man. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, just click on that, buddy. I was I gonna say first the fucking chair guy. Man, <laughs> as the kings were lighting the beam, and when I tell you, I was so tuned in to that halftime show. This it's electric. man, it's electric. I'm. It's electric. I couldn't do. I'm not even that athletic. I can't do that. This man is up. He's doing a handstand on top of 20 stairs, chairs stacked on top of a table. Wow. Yeah, this shit's crazy. It pushes like 90. It's insane. But then there's um, a young woman that goes by the name of Red Panda. I haven't seen that one. If you look her up, she's arguably more electrifying. Why? Small, small Asian woman that's on a unicycle that's very tall. A very tall unicycle. Okay. He's got a bunch of bowls and a bunch of plates. Oh, I think I know. Balancing them on her feet or something. And she'll look it up. It's on YouTube. Type in Red Panda. She will kick the bowls off of her feet into the air while she's on the unicycle and catch them on her head. And not just one at a time. She'll launch like six bowls at a time. Unbelievable. I didn't even discover you have that talent. Like, how That's how do you day? You're just like, fuck, let me try throwing bowls on my head. Like, because we live in a simulation, though. Outrageously <laughs> tall unicycle and throw glassware all over, catch it on my head. These people are not real. <laughs> what about you, Sean? You got any halftime shows you want? 
So I don't have any halftime shows that are good to watch, but I do have one that's dog shit. <laughs> and that's going to go out to uh, to my San Antonio Spurs. Shout out the home team, San Antonio. They've been running the same halftime show for the past 35 years. Their <laughs> big product, they're the biggest thing they do, they put out giant French fry things, and people have to throw giant foam fries into them from like 10 yards away for a chance to win a Whataburger gift card. They're always giving away Whataburger at every single Spurs game. They love it. And it's the worst thing ever. It's so boring. And San Antonio refuses to do anything else. Sometimes they bring in like an elementary school to sing a song and that's not much better. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say San Antonio is the worst halftime show in the league. I got a good one. I got a good one. Have y'all, y'all seen the Simon Says guy? No. <laughs> yes. Bro, the Simon yes. Says guy needs to have a background check. <laughs> Why? Why? You haven't seen him? He has his own shirts that say Simon Says. This guy has a trademark on the game. And he looks like he looks like Guy Fieri. And <laughs> where is he? Where is he, he just, from? I have no idea. He goes from like stadium to stadium doing okay. these halftime shows. Word. He's like a regional, you know, uh sideshow attraction. Okay. Yeah, the Simon Says guy. Wow. I'm familiar with the works of the Simon Says guy. The one that I saw in person that was my favorite. It was during a Rockets playoff game, the glory days, Um, you know, and it was these two, I'm going to try to say this in the politically correct way, obese men. (laughs) Okay. Two obese men and their shirts didn't really fit, you know, like little, little belly boys poking out. Nothing wrong with it. It's, it's, you know, it's hot outside. Little belly. They were bussy out. Did you say they were bussy out? They were not bussy out. They were. Uh, Sounds like they might've been bussy out. You know, it was a foggy night. I mean, they said they were, but here, so they were bussed up. It sounds like bussed up to the max. Bussed out, big man. Middle of the Rockets arena, halftime. Shirts kind of don't fit. Yes, sir. And they start break dancing. Oh, I like this picture you're painting. They just start break dancing. I mean, they really getting into it, like pop locking it. It's insane, and all of a sudden. Keep in mind, this is why I said they're big dudes, you know? Mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. of them gets like, I don't even know how to describe it. Behind the other one, they link hands and they start like rolling. Oh, hands, And he like flipped over his back. And then, you know, they did their pose where they crossed their arms. And I was like, this is the most Houston shit ever. <laughs> dude, I love watching big fellas do athletic things. It's oh, it's, it's honestly poetry oh, emotion. Is that a top ranked one or are you scarred from that? What where, where is it? <laughs> that I feel like I should have been scarred, but the off <laughs> the crowd was so electric seeing these big dudes get to it. I have to say I enjoyed it. Hey, I can't blame you. Watching two big boys throw bussy, it's uh it's it's hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a bussy bash. A big boy bussy bash. <laughs> a big boy bussy bash. Quadruple B, baby. We love alliteration on point and pivot. Family. Yeah. Family. Hit me up for more acronyms. <laughs> Let me, uh, y'all think this is a good time to, to jump into some, some of Sean's studs and duds? I feel like this is yes. a perfect time. This is right. This is the opportunity right here. That's what I'm talking All right. Uh, Kyle, you're, you're on here today. What's, uh, who do you got? My stud for the week, Xavier Tillman. Oh my God, bro! Oh hell no, man! What the fuck? Tillman, man, 
has stepped up in a serious way. And let me explain to you why. I just need my phone to load. Yeah, pull up the stats. So he's playing for the Grizz. You know, the Grizz really, they have what? They have JJJ, who's great, amazing defender, mm. DPOY contender. But he's not a center. Let's be real here, you know? Yeah. Tillman has stepped up in the pre- in the absence of Adams in the past two games. Well, really the past three games. So he played Philly his first game 30-plus minutes, right? He got 12 rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block, and eight points. Decent, well-rounded game for the first one. But then he really started turning it up some more. The next game against Denver, you know, so he went from Embiid to Jokic. Two top centers. Put up 12 points, one block, four assists, seven boards. Cool. Next game, Lakers. Who? AD. Another decent center when healthy. 11 boards, two assists, two steals, a block, and 18 points. Been hooping with given the opportunity. That's what I'm talking about. Plus, playing next to Jaron Jackson, Jaron's more of like a scoring, shot-blocking guy. He doesn't really go for the boards. Like, he averages like five, six boards, and the dude's like seven feet tall. I don't really understand it, but it's just not his game. So I, 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 I can appreciate that stud right there. That's a good stud. Matt, who do you got? Wait, wait, you got to give him the score, Kyle. Oh, yeah. How many stars out of five? He is currently given his competition. He's a four-star stud. Four-star. Oh, oh the four-star cabinet gains another. Okay. Welcome to the welcome to the board, Tillman. Happy to have you. Get in there. Get in. <laughs> Get in there. Oh, should I bring up uh, Dud? <laughs> My Dud of the week? Yeah, who you got for a Dud? Dylan Brooks. That guy's fucking buns. <laughs> yeah, dude, Dylan Brooks is always no that. Reason. I'm not any explanation other than Dylan Brooks is fucking buns. And did you see that sleeveless bullshit outfit he wore pregame the other day? No, but I believe it was bullshit. Oh, yeah, I got you. Well, you guys discuss. I'll show you. Don't worry. <laughs> for, for Duds, we like to give them... Uh... I'd like to give them a percentage from zero to 100 on how shit they are. Mm. How shitty. Oh, they are. Well, after seeing this, bro, he wore this pregame. It's 100% shit. Oh, so stinky. 100% shit. Dang. Hot garbage. Fucking Dang. stone cold. Get out of here. You thought he so was rust. A zero is clean and a 100% covered in doo doo is a Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Dang. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a very suspect. Heinous. Yeah, I, anytime I'm doing prize picks and there's a Dylan Brooks under, you you hammer that shit. Fucking slam <laughs> it. It's a lock. You hand, yeah, locks, locks all day. Dylan Brooks is so trash. Uh, Matt, who you got? Who you got for your stud? Okay, well, my stud is a guy that I mentioned earlier, Steve Max, the master of Simon Says. Uh, <laughs> after graduating from Montclair State College with a BA <laughs> in broadcasting, Steve. Uh, Steve found himself doing stand-up comedy, you know, and uh, he worked with improv groups. And with a stroke of luck, he became the MC and director of activities at the Pines Hotel. And that's where he started doing Simon Says. Okay. And he's, a, he's a legend for it. That's what I'm talking about. Hell of a career from, uh, from what's his Shout name? Shout out to Steve Max. He has pictures with uh, the guy from Key and Peele. And, uh, which which guy from Key and Now, which one? There's two. Uh, I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe it's Keegan-Michael Key. Ah, Keegan-Michael Key. The taller, thinner Keegan one? Keegan-Michael Key. Bald guy? What? Bald guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's got pictures with uh, the Kansas mascot. That's pretty remarkable. He made a career out of being the Simon Says guy. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. That's a stud in my book. I agree. God, I've seen what you've done for others. 
right? And I would give him, um, I'm trying to think of a score for this guy. Uh, Five corn cobs up the butt. <laughs> I'd give him a. on some like Simon says, give me top. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I give him, I give him five Indiana corn cobs. That's what I'm talking about. All right, that's a great stud. I'm, I'm great stud. I uh, Steve Max. Steve Max. Steve Max. Steve Max. Steve Alt. Steve Alt. Standing for Steve Holt. Steve Alt. Good shit. Uh, my my stud of the week is gonna be De'Aaron Fox. Nice. Fox has been been putting up hella money. Let me let me look him up real quick. I couldn't hey, agree. Be quiet. <laughs> who's who's barking in the back there? It's my dog. I'm glad Fox was able to get the All Star nod too. I really yeah. felt like he was snubbed. He deserved it. So let's see his past five games, just scoring alone: thirty three points, forty two, thirty one, thirty five. And 36. 36. I mean, he's he's been dominant in his past two games, eight assists, 12 assists. I mean, five steals, two steals. He's been going crazy. He's been on an absolute tear. Playing next to Sabonis this season has been exactly what he needed. Like, yeah, it was it was fun watching him in Halliburton, but they just couldn't figure it out. Fox didn't want to share the the ball with him. It was a it was a mess. So playoff contender. Yeah, like Sacramento might actually make some noise this this playoffs. The boner and Fox are something serious. Yeah, and plus they just added nice pieces. Herder, Herder's a fantastic guy to have around them. That Malik Monk. I can I see. Love, I love the Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox uh, reuniting and just going crazy. I can see Sacktown in the Western Conference Final. You know, light that beam and gotta believe it. If the beam could make it to playoff basketball, that would be incredible. I would love to see that beam light up. Like the beam in the finals? The the finals beam? Come on. They've been been a poverty franchise for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I mean, pretty much their whole lives. No, not everyone can be blessed like well, you. So where do y'all think uh, Celtics fans and – Hey, hey, I started watching basketball. I started watching basketball. Nah, hey, hold on, hold on. I started watching basketball 2010, right after – right between them being good and going to shit. I've, I've, wa- I've only watched them be shit for a very long time. So it's fun to be – it's fun to watch them ball now. It's been it's – been, Shout out the C's? Yeah, I mean, it was the fucking it was the Jeff Green show when I started watching basketball. Like that was that was my favorite player. So Marcus Smart, young yeah. Marcus Smart, Flower Mounds, greatest frustrating player. Oh my god! Who? Shout out to shout out to Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart. Oh yeah, I, I can imagine that man shoots you out of games all day. Yo, but he's he's picked oh, up his shooting, dude. No, he's turned it around. The past two seasons, he's become. A very he's become an effective shooter and his defense is you know his defense. But you know, young smart, he's like, fuck it. 30 foot three ball. I'm still gonna send it. (laughs) In there, baby. I love the confidence though. He wouldn't be smart without it. Yo, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna have to make a point and pivot correction here because it looks like the Bucks are gonna steal y'all's first seed, man. I hate to say it. Oh, why do you think that? On a 15 game win streak. Mm. And they're at one right now. They just have too much momentum. We'll see, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think, Al Horford. I, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in the Bucks, but maybe that's just me. I honestly don't 
have that much faith in the Bucs. They're a good team. They're a great team. But I just I feel like they're, a, they're not going to win it. It's going to be the Celtics or it's going to be the Nuggets to me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just don't think any team out of the East is making it other than the Celtics this year. Now, who wins the finals? That's a Yeah, top. what's crazy is it looks like Boston and Milwaukee only play each other one more time in the regular season, and it's in late March. Okay, so that's coming up. We're March 1st now. The Suns are a dark horse in the West. Or not even a dark horse anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I think there's a dark horse in the East for sure. I think, I think it's, I think it's Atlanta. We're getting our first taste of KD on the Suns tonight. It's not Atlanta. Oh no way! Atlanta. Yes, dude. Come on now, don't sleep on the Hawks. Atlanta is. They are not cheeks. I don't know, man. I, I think they. I, I, you know, well, I, I, think I firmly disagree with that. I firmly disagree with that. Well, that's okay. You can disagree with it. It's fine. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost to the Wizards yesterday. It's cool. Oof. Hey, the Wizards are, are scrappy too, though. They're they're yeah, at the tenth seed. They didn't have Porzingis. I mean, you know, they're the tenth seed. They lost to the tenth seed, but they're dark Porzingis. Porzingis, yeah, without Porzingis, Daniel. Hey, you Jack- know, losses come and go, man. But they're bringing in Quinn Snyder. He, they're I'm hoping that they get matched up with the Nets in the playoffs, which I don't see how that'll happen. The Hawks have the same issue as the Rockets, except they just have better players right now. Either one of their guards play defense. They just want to... DeJounte is a dog on defense. That's true, but... The Hawks, like their culture is garbage. Just like garbage you know, culture, it's it's let me chunk up twenty shots a game. And I think they beat Brooklyn. I think they beat Brooklyn in a second. First of all, the culture was bad because Nate McMillan is as motivating as a bag of silly putty. And I can agree with right. that. You are probably right because the Rockets suffer from the Silas disease. You know that putty where you like stick your fingers in it and it makes fart noises? Yeah, silly putty. <laughs> that's Nate McMillan. Oh, that's silly putty. Okay. Yeah, that is. That's I Nate McMillan. Say, hey, well, point and pivot called it. Quinn Snyder to the Hawks. Uh, how we? How, how do we think he affects them? Do Do we think he makes them a, a playing ga- team? Playoffs. All jokes aside, uh, he does make them better. And I feel like the beginning of the end for the Hawks' last coaching era was the day they blew that lead to the Rockets. They, Murray tapped Jabari Smith on the head, and that was the end of that. They got embarrassed by a bunch of L.A. fitness players. Mm-hmm. It certainly makes them better than the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are, you know, I'm praying on their downfall. I'll be they're the terrible. They're horrible. They're horrible, and it's they're not even New York's team. Come on, no, no way. On. I'd rather New Yorkers are like what Brooklyn. We need Julius Randle any day. Yeah, one thing I will say when it comes to playoffs, I hope that the Celtics do not play the Knicks because the Knicks just always seem to have their fucking number. Tom's revenge. Imagine how tragic that would be. You guys lose first round to the Knicks. Can you imagine? That would be embarrassing. Jesus, don't even. That would be horrendous. That juju out in the air. Let's just pretend. I was about to say, if that happens, you know the Jalen Brown Brown trade machine is going to ramp right back up like it does every offseason. Oh, I know, man. If they, well, dude, honestly, if they don't win it this season or at least make it back, I I think he might be gone. If they don't make it back to the finals, JB. Yeah, I mean, they can only try so many times with them. Right. I mean, well, they're still young, though. That's the thing they can try a lot of times. They are young, 25 and 24 for Tatum. And they're young. At a certain There's point, no yeah. way they would give them either of them. They might try it. There's no way they would give Jalen Brown away while he's in his prime. 
No, I mean, give away is a strong, a strong phrase. I don't know if they would give them away, no but if they were to try to move them, I could see it. Give them away, but you have to think about it, dude. If it doesn't work with Jalen Brown and Tatum, think about how much they could get for Jalen Brown from some team. Yeah, they could get a Brown can get hot. So, you know, it's like, okay, we keep Tatum, bring in two studs and a pick or whatever and see where we go from there. Yeah. But I feel like Boston's on the perfect timeline. Say, though, picks like, don't even do shit for for the Celtics. They're not going to have any good picks, anyways. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, they're just, just on that Michael Jordan timeline, though. You know, go to the finals, lose, go to the, and then you go. I mean, you know, go to the conference finals, lose, go back, win. And they never lost in the finals, but you go to the finals, you lose, you learn from it, you come back, and you win it. So yeah, the Celtics just weren't experienced enough last year. You know, the next step is for them to bring it home. They, they kind of have to. Hey, but if the game comes down to Jalen Brown free throws, it's washed. <laughs> yeah, dude. I he, he just <laughs> free throws are not his strong suit. Ah, all. Maybe maybe he'll figure it out next year. For sure. But uh, well, okay. boys, I think we've uh, I think we've hit everything we wanted to hit. Is there anything y'all want to bring up or want to plug? Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets are not nearly as good or sound a franchise as the Atlanta Hawks. Facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> and Josh Giddy is unequivocally better than Clay Thompson still. Wrong. So. <laughs> Cam yeah. Thomas and Macau Bridges will be and Cam Johnson will be, all be leaving the Brooklyn Nets. And then the Nets will be a lottery team without their own picks because the Rockets own their picks and they will just be subject to mediocrity for the rest of the franchise's existence. Go Knicks. <laughs> well, if you take anything away from today, it's go Knicks. Uh, with all that said, I want to uh, thank you all for tuning in once again. Uh, anyone new tuned in, welcome. Uh, it's been a great episode. Uh, Matt, Kyle, you all want to sign off real quick? Later. <laughs> All right, thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate being on a point and pivot. Yeah, boys, good shit. <laughs> <laughs>